I'm Brianna. And I'm Katora. And this is Spiritual Shit with Sis. Our intentions for this podcast are to keep it real, hold space for divine feminine connection, and talk about some real ass shit with our sis. With a spiritual twist, of course. So sit back, relax, and let's get into it. Welcome to those joining us for the first time today. My name is Brianna Collette, and this is my girl, Katura. Say hello, Katura. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. Okay, this is Spiritual Shit with Sis, and I cannot wait to dive into this topic. The topic du jour is all about boundaries, and this topic came just, of course, as so many of our topics come to light between Couture and I and just our sisterhood talks where we're sharing things that we're going through. And I think that boundaries is kind of like a hot topic. We hear that catchphrase thrown around a lot, but we want to break down for you today. What does that mean? How do we do it? How do we do it in a way that gets the um, result that we're looking for and ultimately save our sanity because (laughs) um, this is what boundaries are all about and really just breaking that down for you guys. So it's an easy to understand and helps empowers you to feel strong holding these boundaries with people. I think um, I love what you said. It's it's creating ease and more peace and more comfort in your life as you navigate through these dynamic situations that you're in. Um, and I think there's also too a, a, a role of accountability that we have as individuals when we are setting these boundaries, making sure that whoever is on the receiving end you know, receives them and accepts them. And, you know, you're able to move forward um, in that peace and knowing. So I I love this topic. It's something that, you know, I'll be very quite honest, your girl didn't have boundaries for a whole ass minute, you know, and now I'm in this (laughs) space of really, you know, looking at myself, looking at my relationships, looking at my connections and saying to myself, you know, do I need to draw a line here? Um, do I need to have create more boundaries? Do I need to create more peace and flow in my life with these these partnerships that I'm in? So, yeah, I love this topic. Absolutely, and you know, just to give you some teasers, we're gonna walk you through boundaries with friendships, boundaries with family, and you know what to do if you know, someone isn't respecting your boundary and really just kind of all these different scenarios of how they show up and how you'll be able to navigate, um, you know, holding that, that space for yourself. And so let's dive right in. Um, I want to talk to you or, you know, the respective you, the audience, but I also want to talk to you, Katura, because this is how this podcast even started is really about us just talking to each other about 
things that are coming up in our lives, like I mentioned earlier, because one thing I really want to put out there is, you know, boundaries are not this um, kind of this linear, right, space and time where you set a boundary and that's like the rock you're going to die on. Like, that's not how it works. Boundaries, um, in order for them to work properly, you know, it's this constant reevaluation. It's this constant um, self-analysis and checking and this ebb and flow, right, that happens. It's not about being rigid, you know, so I want to kind of break that down um, about, so, okay, Brie, but like, I need to hold a hard boundary with people because they're crossing my boundaries. So what do you mean by that? You know, so um, I think the best place to start is where I think is maybe the easiest place and holding boundaries is boundaries with friends. So Keturah, talk to us a little bit about how you started to create boundaries with, you know, your homegirls, your girlfriends, maybe guy friends, what, what have you, what was your kind of like process through that? Yeah. And you know, this topic is uh, something that even like in my current state, right. Um, of, of my friendships, um, what does it really look like to have boundaries? And I think, you know, there's times where you and your friend may not necessarily agree with something that you're doing or things that are in your life or whatever that case may be. And I just think about how I show up in these friendships and how I would like to have the other person kind of show up with me in these friendships too. And so for me, when I'm looking at boundaries, I look at the way that 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 we are in this container together and how we're being able to have conversations and communicate. And so when I think about the boundaries that I like to establish in these relationships, it's like, we get it, we're going to have conflict. But is there, is there a beautiful way of having conflict where you're able to hear my side of the story, and then I'm able to also hear your side of the story. And knowing that, you know, whatever, there's not a right or wrong answer, like, and being open to the dialogue, um, that's where I love to have kind of the space of friendship and, um, and kind of like conversation and conflict. It's then when you, when <laughs> the boundary is crossed, when it's like, you're in this space of having this dialogue and conversation with somebody, and then they just literally just kind of disrespect you in that space and just start going off. And like, you know, and it's just like, yo, like for me, that's, that's not, that's a boundary that I think is as has been crossed, you know, and I think that there's just like a beautiful way of, of kind of like respecting each other in those moments. And I think for me, it's um, true love, acceptance and respect when you're kind of like in those conflicts. And, um, and so that's where it's like hard boundaries for me is just around the way that I communicate the way that you receive me, the way that we're able to have conversations. Um, and also knowing kind of like who the other person is on the other side. Um, and knowing kind of like what their needs and wants are too, and coming to kind of a common ground. I know that was a lot, but yeah. That's no, kind of there, and there's, there, thank you for sh sharing all that because as always, I'm listening to you and I'm like, the wheels in my head start turning like, oh my gosh, like I want to point on this and da -da 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 -da, <laughs> you brought up a lot of really good topics, you know, first and foremost, um, I think we all just need to normalize that um, conflict does not necessarily have to be a bad thing. 
you know, Uh Um, being able to pick up and address issues that aren't working for you and having the kind of friendships, relationships, intimate relationships, or whatever kind of relationship it is, right? Um, Having the space and like you spoke of, of like honor and respect and love um, to voice things in said relationship that don't work for you used to be the type of person who would think that the taking the high road, right, was the, the most mature thing to do. Let me just avoid it. Water off a duck's back. It's no big deal. But truly what that is, is bypassing. It is avoidant of your feelings, not honoring what is true for you. And probably you, if you were like me, you picked that up in childhood. Yeah. Right? And playing small too. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, really, you cannot, this is what I love. I want, if you can take one thing away from this entire conversation about boundaries is you cannot have trust in a relationship without boundaries. The two of those things go hand in hand. So boundaries are not necessarily, as we'll get into later, a negative thing. They're not something that you do to like spite somebody or whatever. Um, They are truly a way that you tell people, this is what feels safe for me. This is what makes me feel good. And truly any friendship or any relationship that you have, um, if you cannot have open dialogue about being able to share your feelings in a real way and have them receive them in a respectful manner. Now, of course, we'll go into this later too. It's all about yeah. your delivery. Mm-hmm. But um, if you if you can't do that, then like that's not a relationship, right? That's not two people relating to each other and hearing each other. And if you're just avoiding conflict and pretending things don't hurt you or they just bury them or that's just how they are, you are literally cheating yourself out of intimacy. You cannot meet people in a deep space without honesty. Period. So um, again, there's, this is so layered, which is why we had to have a, a podcast episode on this. But um, one of the memes that, of course, I, I love to speak in memes because I think it's like our modern day, like <laughs> spirituality. It's like we, we get it, but it's like everybody's grown until it's time to emotionally and effectively communicate. True. You know, everybody's got it together until it's time to really dive into what is happening in this relationship that doesn't work for me, clearly doesn't work for you. How can we, how can we have resolution around it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think one thing too, that I want to say that often we don't do in friendships, relationships, partnerships, uh, work, you know, situations, we're not upfront about the things that we need. And so when we're diving in and it's later on down the road, we get caught up in this, like, you know, whatever the chaos may be. And then we just forget about our needs and our wants. And so it's really important. I think in, in the beginning, you know, once you have decided, okay, this person's going to be my friend, let's be honest. Let's talk about what do you want in this relationship and what do I want and what is going to help me, like you said, feel safe so that we are able to communicate effectively. Absolutely. We are able to have trust. We are able to be open and honest. So yes, I'm, I'm big on that. And I just kind of want to throw out some key, um, maybe like red flags or things to be aware of 
you know, when you are holding boundaries or you want to have a conversation about somebody, some, some big no-nos in my book, right. Mm-hmm. Of how to, okay. For, you spoke to this earlier was like, okay, first you have to figure out what your boundaries are, right. In order to enforce them, you first have to be able to identify what is the line in the sand mm-hmm. and that you do by lots of internal conversations and, you know, taking the time of self-reflection of like, huh, how did that situation make me feel now that I'm thinking about it? Did I have anxiety around it? Was I anxious about that interaction or that conversation? Was I made to feel inferior? You know, like really checking in with yourself and asking those internal questions of like, huh, how did I feel about that? And then if it's something negative that doesn't make you feel good and you really teach yourself how to listen to your emotions, remember emotions are just energy and information moving through you. Mm -hmm. If someone is gaslighting you, meaning that they are, you know, denying your reality, telling you it's not that big of a deal, you're too sensitive, diminishing your feelings, or the ultimate gaslighting. That's not what happened. Oh, it happened like this. Yeah. That's not what happened. What What are you talking about? Yeah. Like what, 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 what's the story? What are you saying to yourself in your head? No. (laughs) Yeah. All of those things are really toxic examples of manipulations. And anybody who does that, you need to really think really long and hard about you know, and we're talking about friendships right now, friendships and possibly even like romantic relationships, right? Yeah. Because those are people that you can cut out of your life pretty quickly if you need to, you know? So those are some really hard and fast rules about people that people that treat you like that or are not honoring your feelings or are not even willing to acknowledge and take accountability. Yeah. Eject button time. Bloop. So big on acknowledgement, girl. Yes. I think, you know, that's the beautiful thing about relationships and just how, I don't know, there's something special about sitting with someone's feelings when they've been so um, sacred to be vulnerable with you around their truth and honoring their truth. And you may not necessarily agree with them, but the fact of just acknowledging how whatever was coming up for them is really true and valid, like that says so much. But when you, like you said, if you can't, if someone can't acknowledge you in that space of even just whatever you're feeling, like, bye, you don't got time for that. You don't deserve Um, that. No. And it's like, you know, that is a projection of somebody's unwillingness or being incapable of empathy. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I give this tool to clients a lot. I'm sure you've maybe you've heard it before, but I find it really effective. If you are struggling and you're like you said, you don't have to agree or see their eye to eye on it, but just a really good way to um, connect with that person about what their experience is is just to reiterate back to them. So what I'm hearing is mm-hmm. just repeat it. It's literally, and it just makes the other person. And then, you know, rather than two people being defensive and things going um, left and getting like emotionally triggering or, you know, causing a lot of unnecessary drama, 
I find that technique can be, you know, really effective in um, communicating or receiving boundaries. Because, right, sometimes the boundaries, hopefully, aren't just one way, you know? Sometimes the boundaries, you know, if we're really being from a spiritual place of love, that, like, if if we're encouraging everybody to have boundaries, then everybody's going to be, you know walking around with some, some things that needs that they have met. And that's what we're speaking to is an evolved and emotionally compassionate way of connecting with people in your life that, um, that matter to you. Yeah. This this I don't know if this, something's coming up for me about like, why you were saying like boundaries are not linear, they are multidimensional. And so if we're in this space of truly like accepting what it is and like we are going to be in a space of love and understanding for all of humanity, because we are practicing walking, you know, human beings and ensuring that the boundaries are there for on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I'm just thinking too, like something I want to, I want to bring up in regards to creating boundaries with friends or you know, romantic partnerships. I hate to break it to you, but there's probably a lot of people in your life. If you have been piss poor at creating boundaries, when you start to develop self-worth and self-recognition and self-compassion and like, huh, hold up a sec. Let me take a look around at some shit that's not working in my life. And you start holding boundaries. Mm, I can bet you nine times out of 10, there's going to be some fruit flies that fall away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to piss some people off too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's going to be friendships that you thought that would last the test of time. And, you know, I experienced this, like the more that I owned who I was, and stopped giving a shit what people thought of me or fitting into a mold or a box or doing the thing that was cool because everybody else was doing it. And I really started honoring like my needs mm-hmm. and stopped playing small and stopped people pleasing. Yes. The people who were comfortable crossing my boundaries or were really comfortable with me playing small because I wasn't a threat to them or uh, I was so easy going and like, I was just total in total self-abandonment. Those friendships, cle- they saw themselves out the door. I didn't even have to like do anything about it. It was just, we were no longer in frequency. They were holding on to an old version of me. Yes. And yes, I yes. up-leveled energetically, spiritually, emotionally, and we were just no longer a fit and those friendships fell away. And so I really encourage you to, you know, Take that advice and know that if that is happening for you, that is part of the growing process, that that's par for the course. And I promise you, my love, if you are listening to this now and are experiencing that pain, you are in great company. (laughs) You really are. You really are. Because, yeah, it's like really taking kind of like an audit. You know, I think about the times where um, I've been in spaces and places with friends and and. I started telling, you know, and using my voice and activating my truth. Um, To your point, that's when I've had like the most kind of like fallouts because they're so used to the old Keturah 
just like you said, my people pleasing saboteur was so high functioning and, you know, I would just do anything and everything because I wanted to be loved by this person and liked by this person. And it wasn't until I decided like, no, that is not who I am. And no, and started talking about the things that I needed in these relationships. And yeah, they, I've had a few people drop off. Um, and so, yeah, it's important, I think, to sit with ourselves and, and really check in with what is feeling good about this relationship? You know, am I able to really be truthful in myself? Does this person respect me? Does this, does this person accept me? You know, you know, does this person love me for who I am? And, you know, look at it kind of from a both, um, both, both ways perspective um, and just making sure that there's alignment there. And if there's not, and you're feeling like, yo, this person, whoever it is, is not really feeling good to be in my space and my bubble and my aura, and I do not feel honored, then you know it's time to, to let go. Those were some great journal prompts. If you guys didn't catch those, definitely write those down, press pause, rewind, write those down. Those are really great self-reflection journal prompts for you to really start to diagnose and identify how to start holding boundaries because it's a process like that's what we're what we're saying right and it's going to be unique to everybody because there's you know so many different people with different needs and different backgrounds and so like there's not a one size fits all for boundaries and this is an inside job no one's going to come and save you and tell you i don't care if it's a coach or a therapist well, they can, we can help you right to start to, um, you know, connect into self-love and your higher power and like learning how to honor yourself. But these are your relationships. The heavy lifting is going to have to come from you, right? There's no mm -hmm. easy button to this kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, like they always say, if it were easy, everybody would do it. But clearly everybody has piss poor boundaries because everyone's pissed off all the time and has got a chip on their shoulder and has got a lot of unresolved trauma. Uh -huh. So mm -hmm. <laughs> here, here. Um, <laughs> one of the things I wanted to ask you was what tips do you have? And maybe we can kind of talk about now. This is a good segue about how to set the boundaries. What tips do you have for um, holding boundaries of people? Like, how do you, how does one start, right? This, if this is something that's new for somebody, mm -hmm. they weren't taught by their family members to hold boundaries, and they hear this catchphrase all the time. What would, what advice would you give them? One of the things that I love what you said was number one, sitting with yourself, right? sitting with yourself, sitting in self-reflection, thinking about the relationships that you have, utilizing those journal prompts and really coming to an assessment and understanding of what it is um, that these kind of friendships and relationships are doing for me. And do they make me feel um, safe, right, in my body? So once you've established kind of what that looks like, then you, you know, courage and muster up the strength to have the conversation with your, your friend, um, or your partner and say, Hey, you know, um, this is, this is something that's a little difficult for me. Cause right. It's always hard when you're, you know, exercising and activating your voice. Um, but coming to them with an understanding of, Hey, um, and acknowledging this is hard for me. 
but this is something that I want to share with you because this is what I need, you know? And I think there's like a beautiful way of, of sharing your truth and saying, these are the things that I need and not being harsh about it. Right. Like there's no need to have an attitude or, you know, be on some fucked up, like condescending way of, of saying, this is the things that I need. There's, there's a, a beauty and, and love and, um, and I guess I don't want to say this, um, some safe, like softness around the way that you deliver the needs to your, to the person that you're talking to. I would say those are the two big ones for me. What about you? What do you think? Yeah. Um, I think that it's as with anything, right? It's all about the energy in which you are showing up to that conversation. And so I would encourage anybody for any kind of conflict resolution conversation, if you are emotionally activated, it's not your time, girl, sit down for a minute. (laughs) Sit down, allow yourself to process your feelings. If you feel very activated, maybe you need to take some time, some break from that person. And that, that doesn't have to be done in like a nasty way. It's truly just like, I don't feel that I would be able to engage in a way that would be loving. So I might need to take some space and some time for myself to be able to have a conversation about this in a way that would be respectful, right? Because we always want to put out what we want to receive. So if you're coming at a conversation about boundaries, you do this and da 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 and you know what I mean? You're not coming from a place of, hey, vulnerability. Hey, this is how I'm experiencing this. And I really hope like, and really open up, right? And share from a place of this is what's coming up for me. And that's why I'm saying like, that might take some time for you to even process your emotions, depending upon how quickly and what that, that, um, you know, if you've been doing a lot of meditative work, if you're deep in the work, or you're just starting, that timeline might take you, uh, you know, could take you a week, it could take you a month, you know, it might take you six months, depending how, you know, whether it's like a family member or a friendship, like, and there, and there's, you know, there's no timeline on that. But ultimately, you want to be able to, you know, come at the, to the conversation with the energy of which you would like to receive. And um, I think that like to kind of hit that point home too, it's really coming from a place of like vulnerability and um, just really letting your walls down because the second that you come become defensive or are coming from a place of woundedness, not to say that like you're completely healed because you're still in this process of But if you are coming from a place of, I want to hurt you because you've hurt me and I'm going to do this thing and I need to hold boundaries with you because you just don't get it. I guarantee you that that conversation is not going to go the way that you hope it to. (laughs) Oh, no, it won't girl. No, I've had some of those conversations and it's really tough. It's tough to be in a space of aggression when you are trying to have a conversation about what you need and you're vulnerable, like being vulnerable. Um, so yeah, to your point, like coming from a space of love, taking that space and time, 
you know, it may, like you said, maybe, you know, one day, maybe a couple of weeks um, and just really taking the time to process. And when you're in a space of that energy being um, not as, as angry or aggressive um, and then you kind of like eased into a little bit of peace, then have that conversation. I loved exactly what you just said. Yeah. And I'm even thinking like, you know, the more that you can communicate with truth about what you're experiencing, probably the better off you'll be. So let's just take this scenario of like, you feel really hurt by what a friend did and you're not sure how to talk about it yet. You know, rather than leaving them on red and being avoidant and being like, you know what, I'm just going to ignore them and you know, they, they need to come to terms and like really miss me. Right. I hear this, like, right. I'm going to give them the space so they can miss me and see what they're missing. Like, no girl, like that is not how adults handle things. Right. That's the wrong energy. The energy is, Hey, I'm really upset and hurt by X, Y, and Z. And I do want to have a conversation with you about it. Um, I just need some time to like wrap my mind around you know, how I feel about it. And then let's like have a conversation, you know, communicating vulnerable. That doesn't mean that you're required to have that conversation. You know, don't go back and forth on text with somebody that is not the time to, you know, be like hashing it out. Oh, do not send text messages when you're angry or upset, like get on the phone and have a conversation. Big no, no. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could also, you know, I'm just saying like, you could send the text. Hey, I've just, but what I'm saying is don't go back and forth, like to your point, Katura, like don't go back and forth, like engaging or diagnosing or (laughs) like having a deep dialogue about what's happened between the two of you. Only really immature people do that. So that's like a huge red flag. But, um, and then one of the things that I have found really helpful in, um, communicating, um, a boundary is like, I hope that you can understand my perspective on this. I hope that you can, you know, see where I'm coming from. And this is the way that I'm feeling. If you're always in your experience and, you know, taking ownership for that. um, And if you are in cool, calm, collected, you know, even if the conversation doesn't go the way that you had hoped, you know, that you were operating with love and compassion and that like, you know, that person maybe just isn't in that space at this time. And that makes the decision even more clear that you really did try your best and you stayed in your frequency of like love and light. (laughs) Like my little quotation marks around it. Love and light. Love and light. Um, Because ultimately you're going to feel better about yourself for act what's the word I'm looking for advocating Mm -hmm. (laughs) advocating for yourself in a really empowered aligned way where you're not triggered and operating out of wounding and operating out of you know lower vibrational emotional frequencies that always get you every time yeah that's so um so true I I feel like you know, it's in those moments of low vibration energy where the the true, really hard emotions kind of come up and it's, it's very heavy. Um, and so I, this idea of, you know, removing the ego, not moving in fear and really being in a space of uh, love, 
um, and holding on to your frequency and holding on to your character. Um, and, and in conflict and conversation is really, like you said, what's going to help you go to bed at night, knowing that you did what was best and you tried and did the thing.